Again, this is uh, Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable here in El Paso, Texas. Today is August 12, 2021, <clears throat> and uh, we're going to be uh, doing a study on Ephesians chapter 1, correction, chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. The last time I was on, I had chapters, uh, chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And I just want to review those again just for the sake of people who did not catch my last week's uh, uh, segment. Uh, so that way we can uh, refresh in what we're going to talk about today. All right, let's start off with a word of prayer. Father God, we just thank you, Father, for this day, this evening, this opportunity to share your word. Father God, use me as your vessel. Father God, speak through me. Move me out of the way and let yourself be seen. And I'm correction, let yourself be known here. I pray that every single one who's listening to the sound of my voice, Father God, will will receive your word. Prepare their hearts and their minds to, to receive it today. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right. <clears throat> so it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1, and it says, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. In verse 2, it says, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, and according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. And the last time we talked about this, we talked about how we were dead spiritually, not physically, we're, we're alive physically. And this is all due to the fall of man in the beginning of Genesis, right? Adam and Eve were in a beautiful garden, and the enemy came and tempted them and uh, told them that they can eat of the fruit that's in the middle of the garden and the tree. And they did so, and then they fell spiritually. Spiritually, they became disconnected with God <clears throat> after he had found them hiding inside the garden. And after that, he expelled them from the garden. He casted them out of the garden uh, to forever uh, have to now feed, fend, fend and feed for themselves. Amen. <clears throat> and since ever since then, God has always trying to reconcil reconciliate man to himself. The whole purpose of man's creation, that God wanted us to worship him. Uh, and But man, in this, in this evil ways, uh, cannot uh, get it get it right they just can't not get it right even when abraham came and uh all his children uh um they have were enslaved in egypt because the pharaoh was saying that they were too many of them and they might overpower them and then moses came along and delivered them and uh and uh they uh they still were disobedient you oh and and uh and they just continued to be disobedient ever since then. And then came Jesus. And Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice. He died by dying on the cross uh, and, uh, and uh, shedding his blood for us, the Lamb of God, who took away the sins of the world. Amen. And so this is how uh, we now, uh, Jesus' resurrection, uh, this is why we believe in our Christian uh, foundations <clears throat> that he was died and crucified. That he, he, was, he was crucified, died on the cross, and raised on the third day. And because of that, we if believe in Jesus Christ. We have faith in him, and then we become obedient. Obedient, and so then we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And we now we have uh, correct standing, right standing with God. And in this here verse, in verse 1 of chapter 2, it tells us that he made us alive. He made us alive when we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Even when, when Jesus was on the cross, he died for every single one of us. Even when we were dead in our sins, he died for us. Amen? Amen. 
Uh, in verse 2 it says, In which you once walked according to the course of this world. We once walked in this uh, in this world that the enemy, that the Satan has, uh, that he controls our lives through uh, the Spirit. Uh, he puts thoughts in our minds and and, co and coerces us to do sin. We make a conscious effort to try to uh, turn away from it, but sometimes we, as weak flesh men and women, we tend to fall because we're human and we're uh, flesh. But once we get to know Jesus and we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, we now are awakened spiritually. And now we have the Holy Spirit who dwells in us and gives us the power uh, to de defeat the enemy. The enemy is already a defeated foe. Jesus did that on the cross. But we as human beings, if we do not accept Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior and make Him ruler of our lives, we will still be bound to Satan's world. You see, it says here that we once walked according to the course of this world. We are in this world, uh, but we are now spiritually awakened. And now we can see and understand the spiritual battle that goes around our world today. According uh, uh, this this uh, spiritual battle is controlled by Satan in this sphere. So it's like he controls everything inside the sphere of the earth. There's always a battle between heaven and earth. Amen. And so we were all once sons of disobedience. But once we accept Jesus Christ and we, we uh, believe in him, have faith in him, and we obey. Those are my favorite three words. Believe, faith, and obedience. Uh, we obey his word. And once we obey his word, then we have a, a, a life-changing experience from the inside out. The Holy Spirit comes and dwells within us and He changes us. He changes our thought process, our speech changes, our way how we conduct ourselves. The people who we hang out with, you see, the people who, who we used to hang out with, well, we no longer associate with them. That doesn't mean we can't say hello or we, can't, uh, we have to be uh, rude and walk away and cross the street. No, we can always say hello. We can always speak. Uh, uh, try to be the example of Jesus Christ to every single person. And, and as we talk and as we present ourselves before them, they will see that there's a change in us. And then they'll wonder why we, we are different. You see, we are different because Christ, uh, His Spirit, uh, God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit dwells within us. Amen. Amen. So let's move on now to, uh, so I, I think we, we, we recapped that there really pretty good there. Um, just knowing that uh, Satan's, uh, that's one of Satan's names, the prince of the air. Uh, okay, he has other names, right? Lucifer is the name he had. He's Satan. He's also known as the enemy. All right. He, he's also known as, as uh, the prowler that, that walks around the earth uh, uh, seeking to see who he can devour. Amen. Amen. So, uh, the children of wrath. In verse 3, it talks about among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. And so, just like the others, we were once like them. We once walked among them. 
We once hanged out with them. We once drank uh, with them. We once lusted uh, after women. We also stole. We lied. We cheated. Um, we backstabbed. We gossiped. We committed adultery. We were adulterous. Uh, we, we committed adultery by uh, worshiping other things that were more better than God. Not spending the quality time that we deserve, that God deserved. Uh, we always found other things that were more important to do. We we wouldn't go to church on Sunday, and there was no such thing as church for us, and there was no such thing as Bible study to go to. We just were not involved in any of that. We were children of the world, children of wrath, and uh, and those are the things that the desires of the flesh is what takes us away from God. Once we are spiritually awakened, once we have that awakening and we're walking with the Lord Jesus, all that changes. Now our spirit desires to, to worship God. Our spirit desires to, to go to church and be with the, our fellow brothers and sisters and worshiping and, and learning scriptures. We have the desire to go to Bible study and dig into the word of God so that we can learn how to be, uh, 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 how we can learn how to grow with the Lord and we can mature in the Lord. Amen. Amen. So that we can no longer uh, have this uh, sinful nature, that we no longer have uh, the sinful mindset, right? Yes, you know, we're all not perfect, right? There's sometimes we fall, right? But we know how to get back up. We know that we can be forgiven of our sins. And that doesn't mean that we go out there and start sinning everywhere. No, it means that our lifestyle, our conduct changes, Right, Amen. And you know that in chapter four of Ephesians, it talks about um, it talks about there about the walk worthy of your calling, worthy of your calling which you were called. And what kind of a worthy life do you live? What kind of lifestyle do you live? When it says walk, it means how do you conduct yourself? How do you live your life for Jesus? And and that's what that's what it's talking about. That we once were walking in the world and no more. We are now saved and we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And we uh, conduct ourselves as followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In verse 4 it says, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. He is rich in mercy. I always say that God has new mercies every day for us. Every day we have new mercies. We follow him. We love him. We worship him. We give him the good morning of the day for waking us up and giving us a, another breath and another day to see his beautiful, uh, uh, glorious uh, earth. Amen. Amen. And we don't want to to not have. Uh, we also need to spend time with him in, in word. Amen. It says uh, through the ages, human beings have lived in sin and disobedience and Paul's audience. Uh, uh, now believers lived among them, that is, among those people uh, through believers that the Ephesians still lived among. The Ephesians had these people, right? They, uh, Paul made this church in Ephesus, but the, the people still hanged out around with those who were still in the world, and he wanted them to be separated. He wanted it to be separated. Okay, the, the verse 4 talks about that the that Paul's lively sentence, okay, this is a long sentence, and the first three verses of this chapter present a hopeless humanity trapped in sin under Satan's power and unable to save itself. You see, <clears throat> this is how the world is. 
and if you and, and think about this right as we look around our our society our neighborhoods our cities right we we have some cities i, I was just watching a video on youtube uh yesterday about some a christian church who was having a bible study up in i think it's portland washington and this group called Antifa, all dressed in black, went there and just destroyed, they interrupted the whole service, started throwing smoke bombs and pray, spraying people with uh, mace, uh, pulling the speaker wires and stealing the speakers, taking their equipment. Um, children were getting hit, uh, throwing eggs and rocks. and I mean, it was a total of about, I think, about 11 or, or 12 minutes of a video. And you know what, uh, brothers and sisters, we are living in a time where the church is uh, being persecuted just for, you know, having free speech, just for being outside and preaching the gospel. Um, I, I think this has been going on. As a matter of fact, I don't think I, I know this has been going on for a little while now. It's been about five or six years uh, since we've had this. Um, there's been a lot of protesting and a lot of uh uh, church uh, fires going on, vandalism. Right here in El Paso, uh, last year, I believe, uh, <clears throat> we had a gentleman who walked into the to a Catholic church here and, and toppled over a huge statue of Jesus Christ. And the uh, statue has been in this church for over a hundred years. And no, no respect to the church, just went in there, toppled it over, broke the arm and the head, and and he was uh, the individual was caught. He was arrested, and uh, but just the blank disrespect of churches, not just the Catholic churches. We've also here in El Paso we had a couple of churches that were set on fire. Very disturbing, my brothers and sisters, and I believe that we are going through a time where we are as a church. We are being persecuted as a church. Doesn't matter what your denomination is Baptist, Methodist, Lutheran, Catholic, Protestant, Pentecostal. We are, we are in a time. We are in a time of persecution in the church. I truly believe that. I think that we need to, to uh, not, not stand down. I believe as pastors and ministers and leaders of the church, we need to stand for uh, the right of freedom of speech, the right the freedom of religion, right? And also, we need to stand uh, and watch, stand watch, you know? We need to be uh, vigilant of what goes on around our community and, and know what's going on. There's people in churches that they just have no clue sometimes of what's going on in their surroundings. And um, I'm not saying that we need to be glued to the news uh, 24-7. But you know what? We need to be informed. We need to know what's going on. So that way we know how to better pray for our brothers and sisters in our cities, in our state, in other states around the country. Uh, also for those missionaries who are in Africa and those uh, Christians that are being persecuted in Iran and Iraq. Uh, also in China, and uh, you know, I was uh, I was watching a, a news video about about uh, Pakistani Christians uh, being uh, 
persecuted in Pakistan and they're they're getting visas to go to Thailand and now we have they have a whole immigration problem in Thailand with a whole bunch of people coming from Pakistan who are not they're not Muslims they're all Christians and they're all living in horrible conditions with very minimum food and the people in Thailand are uh, are persecuting them there as well no matter where the church goes we are always going to be persecuted. Jesus said, Jesus said that they hated me first. Of course they're going to hate you. If they hated me, they're going to hate you also. To the point so much that they hated him that they crucified him. They crucified him. But even though when he was being crucified and before that, when he was taken to the Sanhedrin, before the Pharisees in the Sanhedrin, before he was being judged and he was beaten and he was uh, uh, whipped by the Roman soldiers and, and put a crown on him, they spat on him and they punched him and beat him, he did not say a word. He did not say a word. As a matter of fact, those Christians that were up at uh, Portland, Washington, they came back the very next day with a bigger crowd, with a bigger crowd, and continued to praise and worship the Lord. So they didn't come back fighting, and they didn't fight while they were there being persecuted on day one. What they did was they came back with more Christians, more people. So much so that one of the persons who was in the Antifa group the day before came in plain clothes, not dressed in black garb, and he came and gave himself, uh, his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the power of the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Let's move right along. Move right along. Uh, and in verse 5, it says, Even when we were dead in trespass, uh, may, uh, in trespass made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Grace, we already talked about this a while back, is grace is free. You can't work for it. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. It is a free gift of God to accept you into the beloved, to accept you in the family of God, to accept you, accept you into the kingdom of God. Grace is free. We are free to love Him, free to worship Him, free to be alive in Him, free to have our sins forgiven and not ever think about having to live in eternity in a burning pit of hell. We have now the life everlasting, like Jesus, like like uh, John said in, in John three sixteen, because if you believe in Him, you'll have everlasting life, everlasting life. Amen. Amen. In verse 6, he said that he raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, I was reading a book by a man named, a Chinese man who died a long time ago. I think he died in like 1918. And his name was Watchman Nee. Watchman, W-A-T-C-H-M-A-N, Nee, N-E-E. And he wrote a book and it's translated into English and it's called Sit walk and stand and it's about his interpretation of the book of ephesians and this is where he gets the sit that we are sitting we sit in heavenly places with our lord and savior spiritually amen that's that's the the, the assurance that we have that we are seated with him in glory amen just as he is seated, seated with the father 
Amen. Amen. So, so uh, we are sitting together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. Remember, Jesus says that he is, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And guess who's inside of you? Jesus. Amen. Wherever the Holy Spirit dwells in you, we are counted among them. And we are seated with our Heavenly Father and our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ, in the heavenly places. Amen. Amen. Um, verse uh, 7 says that in the age to come, that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us in Jesus Christ. Amen. Here in his final and, def uh, and definitive reason for God's action on behalf of humanity, his reason for making us alive, raising us and sitting us along with his son in the heavenly realm, God wants, uh, wants us, uh, for us to show, he wants to show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us. Okay? God closes the, this, this by presenting the astounding evidence of his church. We, the people of the church, we who are followers of Christ. The church could only exist by God's love. The fact of its existence, the fact that the people have been offered salvation, reveals the abundance of God's grace and kindness. God's grace and kindness. All through the... All through the you know, I, I've also heard people talk about that. Oh, there's there's two types of God: the old mean God in the Old Testament and the new loving God in the New Testament. You know, no, no, it's it's all one God, one God who's always been with us and He's always loved us. We have been disobedient. We have been disobedient. Almost finished here. Uh, in verse 8 it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that none of yourselves is it is the gift of God. It is by faith. By believing, having faith, and being obedient. And it's, it, uh, it's through faith and that not of yourselves. It is a gift from God. It is a free gift of this grace. Amen. It is a, a free gift. <clears throat> Salvation includes being made alive, raised, and seated with Christ <clears throat> uh, because of God's kindness towards us and deserving people, uh, uh, towards undeserving people. Grace refers to the multifaceted gift that God makes available to us despite our unworthiness. Not only does God's merciful, God's merciful withhold the judgment and punishment that He so clearly deserves. He grants instead the almost unbelievable gift of forgiveness of salvation and eternal life. Remember, we we were we were uh, in uh, what it says here, uh, right in verse three, that we were by nature children of wrath. Right, we weren't just uh, we weren't saints walking around here. All right, we were children of wrath, and because we were children of wrath, guess what we deserved. We deserve wrath, God's wrath. You know, <clears throat> I don't. I don't fear God like a lot of people fear God. They're like, whoa, you know, you know, I can't go to Him or we can't talk to Him. We can't pray to Him. We, you know, someone else has to do that for. No, no, no. It's not about having fear of coming to Him. The fear that we should have is the fear of His wrath when we are disobedient. That is where we need to fear. His wrath, God's wrath towards mankind if we are disobedient. Think about it. Think about it. 
Amen. Amen. Let's move on along. Um, not of works, least anyone should boast. So we, we didn't earn it. It's a free gift. So that way we, we didn't work for this grace. We didn't earn it. We didn't pay for it. We didn't have to go run errands. Uh, we didn't have to uh, <clears throat> walk around the block 500 times to earn it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We didn't have to go on uh, 20 mission trips to to Africa and and you know just to go and come back. We didn't we didn't earn it. Excuse me. <clears throat> excuse me. In verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. Amen. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so we are his workmanship. Uh, it, it is um, the word signifies that which is manufactured, a product, a design produced by an artisan. God as the master designer, the universe as his creation, and unredeemed believers, his new creation before conversion, our lives had no rhyme, no rhyme or reason. Conversion brought us balance, symmetry, and order. We are God's poem, his work of art. That's, <coughs> that's what we are. We are a work of art. We are his workmanship, and we are still a working progress. We are still a work in progress. God, God loves us so much that, that he gave us a free gift, a free gift of grace, of salvation, of what he promised, of, of what Jesus promised, right? That whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We once walked according to the world. We once went after the desires of our flesh. And today... <clears throat> Today, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have received free gift of, of grace. And you are seated with Christ Jesus in, in the heavenly places. We are redeemed. We are in right standing with Him. We, we now know that we can... Uh, we, we know that the enemy, Satan, is a defeated foe and that as the Holy Spirit dwells in us, we are able to fight spiritually and continue to have them as a defeated foe amen amen let's go ahead and let's go to the lord in prayer let's close this out hey look <clears throat> if you're if you're on uh, facebook you know just comment there if you need prayer uh, i'll pray for you uh in my you know I, I like to write the prayer requests down in my notebook and in my quiet time uh, i'll pray for you i'd like to thank everybody for coming uh, Lord, this Alex, hey, Bert, thank you very much for, for tuning in. God bless you. Uh, I promise to get in touch with you, man. Uh, I also have a, a podcast called 915 Pastors Roundtable, and you can check it out on Spotify and on Google and Amazon. Uh, I've been I've been doing this now for about, uh, I think, about a year and a half. So uh, check me out there also, 915 Pastors Roundtable. Um, <clears throat> also, um, I'm on uh, Bodbean. B-O-D-B-E-A-N, Bod Bean, Bod Bean, and uh, I'm on, uh, that's where I'm at, that's my platform that I use for my podcasting. <clears throat> Here in the future, I'm going to be doing a, a, a YouTube uh, program, 
uh, platform, which will be totally different from the 915 Pastors Roundtable. <clears throat> and so I, I hope that I can get uh, some of you pastors and leaders and, and chaplains out there. Uh, Alex, maybe we can work it out and you can come on and, and we can talk. Sister Alicia, I'm still waiting for you. I don't know if you're still sick, but it's been four weeks now. I don't know if you're trying to avoid me, okay? <laughs> but I'm still I'm still uh, looking uh, looking to forward to uh, doing a, a session with you. Um, anyway, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, thank you for joining us on Facebook and on and on this podcast. I appreciate all your prayers. <clears throat> I appreciate uh, uh, that you are in love with Jesus and that you walk with Him, and that you you call yourself worthy of your walk. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we just thank you, Father, <clears throat> for all these who are here who have shown up on today's uh, segment and those who will show up tomorrow or the day after, Father God. We just pray that you continue to bless each and every single one of them, Father God, that you bless their families, their ministries, Lord, if they have one. Uh, Father, we just pray that you protect them and their families. Uh, Father, we pray that you, uh, we lift them up, Father God, before you. All these who are here today and tomorrow, Father God. Thank you, Father, for for sharing the, the word with us, Father God, speaking through me, using me as your vessel, Father God. Thank you for the manifold blessings that you give us day in and day out. And thank you because you are a mighty God and you provide for us every single day, Father. You, we love you. We glorify your name. We give you all the praise and all the honor and the glory. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take care of yourself. See you next week on Thursday at 7 p.m. Hopefully I'll have my mic working at that time. God bless you. This is Omar, Pastor Omar Rivera with the 915 Pastors Roundtable. Enjoy your week. Blessings to you all. In the name of Jesus. Amen.